You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. You know how we do. Welcome everyone to Pole Parlor. This is episode 29, Crystal Belcher. I'm your host, Crimson Minx. On this episode, we have Houston, Texas pole star, Crystal Belcher. We talk about how she uses her pole performances to tell powerful, evocative stories, the inspiration behind Black Girls Pole and her involvement in the movement, and what motivated her to create Melee on the Bayou, Houston's premier pole competition. Don't forget to check out Crystal's post-podcast interview on the blog at poleparlor.com where she shares her favorite photos, music, video, and more. And while you're there, click on the link at the top of the page to join the private Facebook group. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please share with your pole gang. And now, here's Crystal. What Crystal Belcher to the Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? Hey guys. <laughs> oh, doing so well. Everyone's everyone's really excited. <laughs> they're out. They're out there saying hi back. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So let's jump into our first question. For how long have you been polling, and how did you first discover pole dance? Oh, so unofficially. I started in November 2009, but it was on like two, three classes. And then once January of 2010 came is when it started popping. So that was when it's happened. So let's do the math. It'll be seven years in January. Oh my goodness. Um, and yeah. Um, and how did I get started? Yes. How did you discover pole? So... Uh, I used to go to college in D.C. at Howard University. <laughs> go Bison. Um, <laughs> and uh, right before I left, which was in 2009, I had started to see advertisements about post studios uh, via uh, like social group coupons. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I really wanted to try, but I could never put it in my uh, my schedule. So once I moved back home, then uh, I had a coworker who did PR for a local studio, and she was like, "Come and try. It's only ten dollars." I'm like, "Okay, fine. I can handle ten dollars." And that was the end of the story. I took a class, I fell in love, and I've been a pole monkey ever since. And home is where? Houston, <laughs> like Beyonce. Right, exactly. Uh oh. <laughs> and you stayed in Houston. You're still in Houston now. Yes, I am a proud Houstonian all over again, so it's been good to be back. Awesome. Okay, so you got obviously really into it because I feel like um, not that long after you apparently discovered and got into it in 2010, um, you started Mm -hmm. doing competitions and performances and, and all of that. So how did you jump into that so quickly? Um, 2010 was actually the first year of Miss Texas Pole Star. 
uh, which was Texas a really Polestar. huge yeah. competition. Yeah, uh, based out of Dallas. So it was their introductory year. So I was part of the inaugural crew with like Bryn Rout and Amy Henderson. Um, God, I forgot all the other people. Um, no, Bryn didn't come to the next year, I think. I think maybe we'll call you. Okay, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> after, it was about eight months of polling that I was, um, that I was a part of it. Or maybe like six months, six or seven months, seven months. Seven months, saw the introduction, signed up for registration because everyone said I would be strong enough um, to do it. And I got a final blessing from Janine Butterfly to be like, yeah, you're capable. You should just rock this out, see what happens. So, uh, submitted a video. I was in. I'm um, a part of the finalist crew. It was dope. It was one pole at the Lizard Lounge. And uh, pretty much that was the beginning of the start of my competitive reign. Um, and I competed two months later out in Georgia with um, Vertical Joes um, with their Georgia pole dance competition. I got most creative. And then it just kind of just kept going from there. I think I answered everything. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking like I wasn't even properly climbing after seven months. So do you, <laughs> which is a testament to my slowness to adapt to things. But um, no. <laughs> more importantly, do you have like an athletic or dance background or something that you're coming from? Yeah. But so remember like in poll, like you don't really have to have that type of background in order to progress and yes. find your voice and be amazing in your own right. But in my particular career journey, if you will, I've had had a pretty extensive and random upbringing. <laughs> so I've been in and out of gymnastics, uh, cheerleading at various levels, both in group and individual. Um, I've been a track runner. I was a hurdler oh. um, primarily, and I did a couple open level events like uh, 400s, 800s, which I hate. Um, and I danced a lot. So um, it was based on my school's curriculum. So if they offered a particular type of discipline, that's pretty much what I signed up for the year. Um, I did praise dancing in church as well. Um, What's praise and- dancing? What's praise dancing? Um, so when you're in church, it's basically uh, dancing to inspirational music. Um, so you're kind of, it's, it's basically like more lyrical than anything mm-hmm. because you're really trying to, um, emote and, uh, continue to deliver the message that the song is trying to, uh, present, if you will. So you become a, a living vessel. Oh, uh, that contributes that. to your musicality for sure. Yes. Um, so all that, but ultimately I've been a child of MTV cause I was born in 83. So everything <laughs> I used to see on TV, I used to mimic and create my own little concerts and, um, productions in my room, in the living room. Um, and then Fantasia was one of my like most exciting VHS <laughs> productions that I would try to mimic. It was ridiculous, but, uh, I think it all prepared me for where I am now. Yeah, so it sounds like you were like a born performer and you always appreciated that as an I think art form. I did, I did, I did. So, yeah, so you also do, you do competitions. You also just do performances that, mm-hmm. you know, are not necessarily competitive. Do you have a preference right. for one or other or do you like them both for different reasons? Uh, I definitely like them both for different reasons. Okay. Uh, I think I've started on a year on, a year off in regards to competition. Okay. Uh, just because oh, it's, that's a, it's a, 
Yeah, it's, it just gives the body time to recover, um, mm-hmm. as well as the mind, since I'm a, a major creative. Um, and having the ability to come on and come off again, not only recovers the body, but it also allows you a space to just breathe again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do so much when it comes to competition in regards to uh, nutrition and disciplinary actions uh, for mind, body, and spirit. Uh, you're kind of running amok. Your finances dwindle. extensively. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, um, and you, it's a great time to focus on self. And my clients uh, tend to appreciate that very much. But it is very draining because I'm still instructing. I'm traveling. I'm performing outside of those times. And then you have to also tack on preparing for competition. Uh, Ultimately, I just like to showcase. Um, So even when I compete, it's really a means for me to find out um, a new character, challenge myself in a different realm, touch a different person expose an audience to new type of movement and expressions and and to ultimately like put a new perspective on what uh, a competitor looks like and can produce on a stage. So I like to, if if nothing more, I'll always like to come back with a title, but ultimately I want to come or rather I want to leave such a mark on that stage that it transcends what a competition should look like and pushes the judges panel to to think outside their own box when it comes to performance so yeah that makes sense yes it does make sense and it's funny you say that because i don't think you placed in miss pole dance america you were in the first miss pole dance america but yours is the one that i remember so to me that is irrelevant your piece tell us about that piece because that was highly involved you had the opportunity to really put together a huge piece for that and i don't know if there's a video for it but if there is i will put it in the show notes so tell us your inspiration for that and like how you combined like the showmanship with the competitive elements uh, okay, so to, to be a part of the the inaugural NPDA group is and was an amazing uh, invitation. It's a beautiful space. If anyone ever gets the opportunity to compete or just to spectate, uh, I do encourage you to go to Nashville and just see how our minds work, and not just in in imag- um, in an imagery form, but like in real life uh, type of productions. Uh, NPDA allows you to really create the space there's no imagination whatsoever so if you want it and they're capable of of creating it they're going to produce it and that's in like hardware scenery framework blah 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 nevertheless um so i was shook avery from the color purple Uh, (laughs) just because i I fell in love with her it was also a a very pressing year because my my sister had um or whether was diagnosed with breast cancer oh wow so um sister which is a song um a pivotal song in the color purple uh the movie adaptation um was what spoke a lot to me um because i just wanted to continue to to just give her great spirits and also let her know that she continues to be an inspiration for me and she says it a lot um vice versa so that was really a dedication to her, as well as my team, who always has been surrounding me and uh, encouraging me to keep down this path um, because they see the vision and they see the ethic um, that I put forth into it. And um, they just want to continue to encourage me in that light. So um, I tried to make Nashville um, 
seem as if we were in a, a really cool throwback juke joint. And that was what I encouraged them. I didn't ask for a lot of scenery. I just needed uh, a wood board um, to make it feel like it was Harpo's Sugar Shack and, you know, a couple of benches that were just, you know, really um, like wood based or barrels or whatever they could find. I'm like, I don't want a lot of information. I really just need the lights to be in the space. I need the people to be very involved who are on a stage with a lot of my friends who were coming regardless. So I just put them on stage. Yeah. You had um, a lot of like, my- people props <laughs> as they call them, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Our, our human props. Human so props. Uh, and that was the first time I really used human props in a while. Um, nevertheless, I wanted them to make it a party on stage. So my sister was on there, my homegirl Shay, who you see me host a lot of events with. Uh, my um, partner, Patrick Ryan, was on stage as well as my girl, Lavanya Cortez. So it was exciting. But I really wanted to bring the audience in. So I started in the audience. I danced on tables, um, kind of flirted with them, traveled onto the stage. I did a little stripping outfit situation. But it was, it was great. I know it's, it's a lot of randomness, but if you see it, um, hopefully you'll you'll gain the experience even by viewing it on your you know laptops or your social devices whatever it may be like the 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 point was just to have fun and just bring them into that space that's what it was really about yeah it's great storytelling thanks yeah so yeah I I mean I just think you should know it was definitely one of my favorites it stands out in my mind and so sometimes it's not necessarily about getting the title as much as it is like being memorable and impacting people yeah yeah I mean we always want to win I mean we we want the purse yes (laughs) into competitions um as well as like it's like kind of your best way to to work out so if you're trying to look for your best bod you know like compete you'll <laughs> lose a couple pounds um and those abs will start to reappear but ultimately um i just wanted to to really leave a lasting impression a memorable experience for the audience for as much as you guys pay to come and see us um i want you to be able to feel like your money was well spent and your time was well invested so that's the type of artist that i am and hopefully people are able to gather that every time they see me on stage yeah, I definitely see you as a pole artist. Though you are definitely a pole. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and, and you ha- you've the athletic part now down too. So you kind of mentioned it before, but what does go into the training? Like, how is your life different when you're training for a competition rather than one of the years when you're when you're off the competitions? Um. Uh. So if you're like in my circle, you pretty much see me like rolling my eyes a lot, and it's really me <laughs> talking to myself. So I'll just like zone out completely. And people are just like, what are you, what just happened? I'm like, oh, I just, I saw a pass happen. Or <laughs> I'm trying to remember the concept. It's a pretty wonky type of process for me. Um, the one thing I hate about it the most is that I'm a procrastinator. Mm. Um, but ultimately that's when the artist speaks the most to me. Um, it's pretty much at that 11th hour, not necessarily like a day before or two weeks prior, uh, but as we inch closer and closer, the vision starts to evolve and um, what you call it? I like to say blow up, shoot, so it gets bigger. <laughs> um, nevertheless, I have people on my team, primarily Shay is one of my main, um, excuse me, people who I work with. I call her my, like, my editor because uh, she doesn't do the movement like I do, but she understands it because she's a dance mind um, and she's also creative as well as a logistics individual. Um, so she can give me a lot of ways to kind of come in and come out of things. When I talk to her about concepts, she lets me know whether or not that makes sense. I'm a tourist, so I'm like this. Uh, okay. 
so but uh, you stick with things and make it work because <laughs> yeah and but ultimately like i tell anyone who i train when you think about a song or you think about a concept you try to figure out which one of those starts to pop out the most information meaning does it are you seeing moves that happen when you hear different ebbs and flows of the song or when you talk about the concept can you see the entire staging in regards to upstage, downstage, in the wings, center stage? Can you think about what the audience wants to feel like, what you want them to take away from it? Can you see your costume? Um, do you know what your hair or your face is going to look like? Any of those things. If you can come up with a list of things in regards to your piece, then more than likely that's where the artist is trying to throw you in that uh, or throw you to or lead you in that direction. And that's the concept that you want to go for at the moment. Um, but your, your artist also has a means to come out and want to flip the script, which has happened a lot for me, um, especially on one of my most memorable pieces. Um, and because of that, uh, I just give into it. And if my body doesn't want to compromise or, or just work with me, then we shift and we go to where the body wants to go. Um, so that's how I prepare. In regards to like the physicalities of it all, I mean, I just got to get off my ass and just do the shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like anyone else. I, I'll refer to social media to get inspiration. I have a couple of notebooks of just movement that I've learned over the course of my seven year of training um, and try to bring those back. Um, and the last component is when I look at the rest of my competitors, I try to look at what will be different. Mm -hmm. If everyone is flexi, power driven, um, if they are. That's interesting other majestic uh, creatures when we talk about musicality and things of that sort. Um, I try to take little tidbits of those things, but ultimately try to think about what won't they do. Oh, and then I try to smart, do like a competitive so analysis there. I never thought about that because you want to stand mm -hmm. out because, you know, I think we've all been at shows or competitions when like three competitors in a row do the same thing and you're like, oh, okay, it's just less impressive yeah. on the third person uh, 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 and that's just reality. You right. know, unfortunately, so you kind of got to be ready for that and anticipate. Mm -hmm. I never mm -hmm. thought about that until this moment. <laughs> so you had mentioned before your most memorable performance. So what would you consider mm -hmm. that to be? Oh, it was the inaugural uh, US NPC, which is a Pulse Sport Organization's championship show. Uh, we were in Las Vegas at the Tropicana, and um, Sergio uh, uh, Luis Anderson won that year. She had a magical piece um, that was technically flawless, and she lives on stage. But I remember about a month away, or maybe like two weeks out, um, I was just having the crisis of my life. Like, I had a great concept. I had the music. It was in, in line. Everything was working, but my body just did not want to complete movement. I was just always getting stuck. Um, and trying to prepare for this one track, um, I was I just put, like, Spotify or Pandora on shuffle, and then Nina Simone's Strange Fruit came on, and I was instantly engulfed and entranced by it. And movement started to happen. I saw lighting. I saw what the stage was supposed to be my whole spirit or being just shifted. And I'm like, I think I found the song. Um, and then I remember calling Amy and telling her, okay, I need a change of song. I hope you won't be mad. And she was like, Crystal, you're, you're trying it. I'm like, you're right at the deadline. I'm like, hold me, I'm sorry. Um, and then I told her, I think, 
And I told her, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, um, put $10,000 on the line. Cause that's how much it was on the first year. And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I think, I think I'm not going to make the $10,000. She was like, why? I like, I think this piece that I have is going to be a little bit heavier. Mm. And she was like, are you serious? I'm like, I mean, of course she doesn't sit on the judges panel, but she was like, you know, she, as she talks to many of her artists to just kind of calm them down and, and prepare them properly to be on stage. But I was like, I'm really about to give up $10,000. And she's like, don't say that. I'm like, I don't want it. But the reality is this might how it happened. So um, it was Nina Simone's Strange Fruit that I did. Um, it was a very simplistic piece, but it was heavy on the heartstrings. Um, so I chose minimal movement. I had a level of difficulty in there, um, but they were just so clean and so not necessarily melancholy, but there was just a solace about the movement um, that I cried on stage. Um, and I, I kind of noticed it in my floor work because of the, the way the shapes were going. It was like, oh, I see the changes. Like I didn't want to press up all the way because I was trying to hold back tears. Oh, wow. Um, and then the, the most memorable piece of it is the actual hanging at the end. Um, and it was supposed to fade to black, but for some reason, um, the lights dimmed instead of going to black. And my rotation was only supposed to be uh, about a half and it ended up going an entire whole rotation. So the pole literally stopped back on the audience. So my body was completely dangled, uh, took a hand that was grabbing at the chin. So I was look, um, so I was simulating a noose around the neck. Yeah. Um, and then right when the song ended, I just dropped to the floor and then it went to black. So the audience was like still for a second. You can hear Shay's voice in the background, like uh, shaking and tears, like almost happening. Um, and then you just, then there's like a, a large round of applause later. So that, that's my most memorable piece. It still speaks to people. And that's why I adore it so much because it, yeah. it sets the tone of what the pole community and pole artistry is and continues to be when we're thinking about the evolution of movement. So um, even though that was only three years ago, I, I still adore I'll Never Touch It. Um, it's just one that needs to kind of be in the archives. No, no, I don't, no. I think where it was is where it should be. And that that's it. Yeah, and the, hap and the happy little accidents happen. And, <laughs> you know, it works a lot of times and you own it. If there's a video of this, I'm going to put it in yeah. the um, show notes as well so people can see who haven't seen it already. Yeah. But again, this is why I say you're a pole artist. You know, you're you're an artist with the pole, you know, not not yeah. just yeah, not just an athlete, even though you encompass that as well. I think your main voice is that of an artist. And to like have that stage and that platform to be able to to tell stories like that and like yeah. hit on people's emotions like that, that's that's powerful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um this was uh, you were speaking with Amy Guyon, right, uh, from Pole Sports Organization? Yeah. yeah, we've had her on the podcast if anyone's interested in going back and listening to that. She does, like, you know, have when she puts on the competition, she has a relationship with, you know, all of the performers. So that's mm -hmm. kind of cool that she was there yeah. to, to support you and allow you to make that that change. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. So I, I really adore Pole Sports Organization and what it has to offer um, and I'll continue to be at all the things now. Since, uh, I'll continue to be a part of the family. So uh, you'll see me around town, the country, and the world. Yeah, when you're not when you're not doing your own competition, because 
now Crystal has Yay! Yeah, Crystal's run the gamut of competition, so she's learned yeah. a thing or two. And so tell us about Melee on the Bayou. Okay, so it happens uh, November 12th, 2016, which is the second weekend in November, out in the glorious Houston, Texas. Um, we have a lineup of about 40 performances in the evening. It's at a supper club, um, which is in the East Downtown area. Uh, you can always go to HoustonPoleMelee.com to just see the information. Uh, nevertheless, we're featuring Carmine Black and Samantha Starr. Uh, we'll also have guest judges on our panel as Amy Henderson, 2010 Miss Texas Pole Star winner. Uh, PSO will also be in space as well as like Glory LA as I've been to Lululemon um, and some other amazing sponsors. Nevertheless, it is, I like to say, my grassroots competition. Um, I don't necessarily seek to have a, um, a national or even international competition. It's really about loving on and celebrating our local studios. Um, because in all actuality, Pole Studios are small businesses, and mm-hmm. I want to encourage them to keep people walking in their doors, keep people being active, and ultimately for men, women, and even kids to just find a space where uh, they can just live out um, their journeys in health and wellness. So I, um, our local events, which are Studio Showdown, where the studios battle against one another, um, cool. we have our levels um, a beginner, intermediate, and advanced, um, and even our master's division. Um, beginners are called the Supremes. Intermediate are the extremes. And the Incredibles are the advanced group. <laughs> and our masters are our masters. Um, so those are all our local divisions. I've also added some auxiliaries, which are freestyles. Oh, um, cool. I know, right? So freestylers literally come in. We throw on a song for them. You pick the song they for them. I was going to ask. We so pick they the can't song. really prepare. Yes. Like that's they can prepare, but it, if it doesn't go with the music, you see right through that. <laughs> exactly. So that division is really about um, improvisation um, and uh, stage performance. Technique is on the lower end, but that is kind of the the give and take of who will take it away. Um, but it's it's ultimately supposed to be reminiscent of how you are at the end of class. You learn a couple of phases of movement and then the instructor just throws on a song and say, get to work. And you're like, oh, okay. So, boom. So that's our freestyle division. It's it's been really, really fun to see people. You've done it before? Is this your second year? How many years have you This is our second year putting on. Okay, cool. um, Putting on the freestyle division. Um, We'll also, for the second debut, will be Liquid Motions Floor Work Division. So these are for the people who love to be grounded, don't really care about the pole, whatsoever they just want to love on the floor so they can start upright they can be on the floor they can clack their lives away (laughs) um but it's all about (laughs) how well you live in the space other than the poles so they can go upstage downstage in the wings center stage they can rither they can ride they can thread they can you know do a, a, a jump split if they want to but ultimately it's about loving the floor and no all pole. this magnificence. No pole. No pole. Okay. All floor. Mm. Cool. Um, I know. We'll also be liquid with it. So those are the only two auxiliaries we're going to add this year. Cool. But we've had um, dangerous curves for our fuller figured and not necessarily like in weight, but people have like large breast size or their yeah. booty meat is just huge. And I'm like, I <laughs> I can't be like these skinny bitches. Like, I got limitations. So uh, for those who just uh, love themselves differently, 
um, then we have that as an option. We've had. Oh, you do uh, that still? Um, we won't have it this, this year, year, but we will be bringing it back next year. Okay. Um, so this will be our last year in our space. Cool. Um, and what else we have? We've had chair division, which we'll happily bring back next year. Ah. We just need to take a break. Wow. Um, and we had uh, Patrick Ryan win last year, and he did this ode to uh, Tom Cruise in uh, what's the um, was it Whiskey Business? I think with the white shirt, the yes. socks, and yeah. the and the briefs. Yes, yeah. So he did a play off that. He did amazing. So we'll be bringing him back for next year when we open the chair division again. Um, and then there was one more. Then we'll bring back Men Pole as well because we want to celebrate our man meet. Yes in the community. So uh, those are the things that we offer as auxiliary and all the auxiliaries are open to any U.S. resident or citizen. Um, so we let people from outside the Houston area who've been like clawing to, to come and be a part of the event. That's cool. And I like how you rotate the different um, like ancillary um, mm-hmm. divisions because yeah. sometimes if you have them all, it's just too much for a competition. You know, people right. can't really like, um, digest it all. So oh. I think, right. So, um, <laughs> I commend you on that and making that decision. And I completely understand. And that's cool because then people can really like be into, you know, the, the certain divisions each year and then just know the next year, something different's coming. It keeps it fun. It does. And it, it gives the audience a break as well as the judges. So they get to see all the things that a studio, a uh, pole and dance studios get to offer whenever they're not. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have the ability to do like Lyra or Silks. Yeah. Um, There's just a, a little bit more than we offer. But um, we try to keep it happy and dancing on stage. We have drinks flowing. The kitchen's open. Oh. It's an 18-up event. Um, we end early evening. So either you can stay in a club and you can party or you can go to your Christmas party, a job that they still offer those things in 2016. Um, <laughs> or you can go home and, and go to sleep and get ready for workshops the next day. Yeah. So, oh, so yeah. it's a one day or two day a weekend. What's so the show is just one day, one day. Okay. One night, three to four hours, depending on, uh, how many events we have, but yeah, we keep it cute and short. And, um, Shay and I are the hosts of the event. So, of course, you know how we are on stage. We act a donkey, if you will. <laughs> uh, so if you like to get your giggle on, sip and, you know, sip, slide some sliders in your mouth while you're entertained, like that's our event. That's what we do. That sounds fun. I didn't know that. And this is just a total aside. Like, I, one of my pleasures when I'm watching a show is I like to have a drink in hand. So the fact that you offer yeah. that... <laughs> It's we true. keep the party going. Yeah, I yes. put food in my other hand. I'm like happy clam. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna put all of that information in the show notes so people can go check it out if you're interested in taking a trip down to Houston. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, I'm gonna look into it too. I'm going to be a Texas resident by that point. So. <sighs> I know I'm moving to to Austin in the beginning of November and I'm already looking at pole studios and pole events. And so I may be yeah. able to make that. So and it's cool. We have some Austonians competing in the freestyle division. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Freestyle and liquid motion. So yeah, it's going to be dope. Awesome. So yeah, guys, check it out. And so mm-hmm. I didn't ask this before because I kind of assumed it, but I want to confirm, are you a full-time pole professional? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that look like? Like, what's your average day, your average week, your average month? I'm guessing there's nothing that's average, but can you give us kind of a a snapshot of that? 
Yeah. You um, don't own a studio. So just as a fitness... No, I don't own a studio. Okay. okay. I'm an independent contractor, which most of us are. Um, but it's like any other fitness professional. For the most part, we are grinding uh, yeah. <laughs> and trying to protect our bodies as we continue to cue and spot you. Um, nevertheless, my primary work days in Houston are Wednesday and Thursday. Monday, Tuesdays, Fridays, up until the weekend, I'm pretty much used for travel and party purposes. Um, and they're filled with private. If I'm not actually teaching physically, I'm usually on my computer working out, trying to book workshops outside of the city and even out the country, um, trying to make bids for showcases and competitions, and also working on building Melee so we can continue to grow, not too large, but just, you know, get new fun things. But it's um, it can be a 24-hour job. I do go to sleep. I do have power naps. Um, <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. Um, if you have a real job with all the benefits, keep that and if you can do a couple classes on the side then do that as well but um it's a very rewarding experience it's a wake-up poll can be the very first thing on my mind try to shoot out those emails um have my tea or i'll be trapped in my bed on the computer with background noise just kind of tapping at contacting people and then from there once the drive starts to get to work which is anywhere from 30 minutes to you know, an hour, hour and a half trying to get to various studios based on traffic. It's all about putting the energy into my clients to make sure that um, any information or any energy that they walked in preceding the workout that they literally leave with um, a head high, uh, new inspiration, more aspirations um, and feeling a lot lighter about life when they go home. So I think that's the best way to kind of explain it. Yeah. So you do, um, you do general classes, you teach general classes, but then you teach privates and then you travel to teach workshops. That mm-hmm. encompasses all of your kind of teaching when you're not yeah. preparing yourself for performances or your, you know, melee on the bayou. So where, how do you do, how do you set this up? Do you have a manager or are you just kind of like contacting studios or like, I would love to come workshop or you wait for people to contact you or how does this work? <laughs> All the things. Uh, <laughs> so primarily it's, it's, it's me uh, who talk to or reach out to people. Okay. Um, but I also have uh, two other friends who have real jobs and like to keep me on my toes in regards to um, my melee on the bayou and just personal things that I always keep a buzz in my ear. Uh, they have access to my account as well, so they can see like, oh, someone's trying to reach out to you. You need to say something. Or if I know I won't have the accessibility to reach someone immediately, then I'll have my sister, uh, my friend, who's my assistant, um, who also does my taxes, gets on me all the time, and uh, <laughs> and then and Shay will keep a word out for me as well. So I do have a couple of hands working with me, but for the most part, it's me trying to make those initial contacts and conversations so that people feel like they're having a personal relationship with me. That's cool. And like, with what frequency would you say you're traveling? So every now it's about, um, for the most part, it's like six months out of the year. So like half the year I'm, um, I'm out, um, I know in this 27, uh, 2017 season, it, it's going to inch closer to three quarters. Um, but like I said, I try to keep my Wednesday and Thursday at home. And if I need to travel um, from Friday to Monday or Tuesday, then I'll do that. 
Um, but I, I really am an advocate of of highlighting Houston and celebrating Houston. I love my city, even in its new developments that it's doing. And it, excuse me, it also brings about a calm um, and, and a, a space of tranquility for me. I'm not the person who's built to live on the road all day. After two weeks, I get an itch and like I'm ready to go um, to something more familiar. But um, but yeah, that's just how it's going with being with the PSO family now, more full time. I'm traveling pretty much with them with every site that we go to. Oh. If I'm not booked other um, elsewhere, yeah. What do you do with PSO, then, uh, Pole Sports Organization? What's your role with them? So we like to call <laughs> our Amy likes to coin me the head judge wrangler. So I like <laughs> to wrangle the judges. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and because I've I've been with PSO since its inception. Um, because I know the system and, and seeing its evolution, I pretty much know the ins and out of it. So I'll be one of those head judges on the line to to talk to people to my left and right, to help them understand what the system is about, um, cool. helping them with information in regards to uh, was the movement right? Are there any disqualifications? Are there deductions? Oh. Um, and just what those information should mean. And because I'm a, a performer myself and have been through the PSO um, lineage, if you will, um, in regards to the stage, I like to also talk to performers when they're before they're on stage, after they're on stage in regards to what's going to help them, what people are looking for, comforting them, um, applauding them, encouraging them. Um, so I, I like to be a pole mom in that regard as well. Oh, that's cool. So you go to all the PSO. So that's just a lot of traveling in and of itself, like above and beyond your workshops and and all of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then um, yeah. another yeah. thing that you do is you're a brand ambassador. So um, yeah. yeah, let us know. What are some of the, the companies or causes that you brand ambassador? <laughs> Yay. Okay. So let's get the elephant out the room because I'm black. Um, <laughs> we're going to go for Black Girls Poll, cool. which is a shirt right here. Oh, nice. Nice. I've seen that. I've seen that guy everywhere. Yeah. Um, So Black Girls Pole is um, the baby of Delijah Franklin. She's based out of New York, um, also a part of the Black Girls, um, sorry, of Body and Pole family. Um, Her insight and vision was about getting more people in the studio who looked like us and also encouraging um, us artists and athletes and dancers to also push and press forward on exposing ourselves on social media. Um, and it's only because we just don't see enough of us. And, it is, and it's beyond um, the whole like, oh, well, I mean, it's just we're all polling. Very true. But there's also a connection that's necessary for people to appreciate themselves, i.e., I'm sure. I dance like I'm tall, but there are other short people who come in the room and they see an ama- uh, Amazon as their instructor and they're just like, well, you're tall. I can't do that because I'm sure I can't bend that way. So you have um, a community that looks like you and has those, have those same type of, um, not necessarily obstacles, but things that they worry about and want to get beyond and you're able to talk to that person or that community to help alleviate those issues or just help celebrate you in your, in your complete journey. So, um, because we have our own like mythologies and malperspectives in our own community that we also have to rid that we're facing as a, a general community, but in our own world, we also 
also have to combat those things. So BGP is is there for that. And it's not an exclusive organization. It's an all-inclusive type of a group. And uh, as you know, Nadia Sharif is a part of our family. Yeah. We recently just um, inducted Pam Taco, who's the poll partner with Femi9 out, based out in Dallas. Um and then we just had Black Girls Pole Retreat in Miami. Uh, and the lovely and amazing spirit that is Lindsay Ray came yeah. to experience the week. Um, so it just goes to show you that whether you're black, you're brown, you're white, you're yellow, rainbows, we accept any and all. Again, just to find another um, source of inspiration and encouragement. That's what Black Girls Pole is about. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. You can try. It's a very popular hashtag. So everyone can check the mm-hmm. hashtag if they're, you know, interested in seeing it. But um, yeah, I know I did see Lindsay at your at your pool retreat a, a couple weeks ago. And I was yes. like, that's so rad. She's so rad. Um, so yeah, anyone. She's amazing. Yeah. So anyone, she's from Nashville, I believe. I don't know her personally. I just know her from social media. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she seems really rad. And She's so you cute. guys do showcases, right? You do um, like around yeah. the country. And- yeah. So we've done New York a number of times. We've done shows in Atlanta. Uh, we'll also be seeing if we can sneak in in other major cities. So if you want to see Black Girls Pole Case, uh, Pole Case, well, Pole yeah, con. might as well. Pole yeah. Case in your city. Uh, pole case, pole con, exactly. We killed it this year. <laughs> um, then just hit us up. We'll, we'll be happy to travel and, and explore those options and, again, expose um, the world at large to what pole artistry can and should be um, for the general public. So, yeah, it's great. We'll be at PoleCon again. We'll be on Saturday night. Nice. So we got prime time spot. Hopefully we'll be live streamed again. You're going to enjoy it. And, and we're loving where it's going. Um, so if you want to be a part of it, then um, just hit up the page. We'll, we'll happily have you. And we welcome you with open arms. But uh, that's BGP. Yeah, I'll put the um, link in the show notes. Duh. I'm gonna, I, I probably shouldn't need to stop saying this. I think she talks about the links are going to be in the show notes, guys. So <laughs> yes. I want everyone, anyone who wants to get involved, want it to be easy. So, yes. and, and what else? What else Check are you representing? Yeah. What else? So um, I'm doing all the things. Uh, I'm also an artista, activewear yeah. ambassador, um, based out of the Austin, Texas area. Mm-hmm. I like to, you know, claim home base as much as I can. Uh, nevertheless, uh, I performed a, in the uh, All Star Showcase at Pole Expo in an artista piece. Um, I've won uh, my Paragon Mexico and my second runner-up piece in Paragon, Australia in Artista Activewear. Um, And it's made for the artist who just wants to shine. Um, And it also fits all body types. And that's what's most endearing about the piece. Um, It's handmade, hand-sewn in the States. So it's not like she's, like, importing Mm -hmm. it from China and, like, putting a tag on it just so you know. So there's, like, artistry is an appropriate name for it. She is also... supports black girls pole uh dangerous curves she makes it in all different Mm -hmm. sizes Mm -hmm. it goes up to Mm -hmm. like 3x Mm -hmm. i think or something Mm -hmm. so and down to like you know extra small or at least so um Mm -hmm. that's a cool i like that connection between you guys and then you have the texas pride so she makes stuff for Mm -hmm. you to compete in and you guys promote each other right um and and she's not only um, an advocate for the aerial arts, both on pole, on lira, on silks, um, just regular dancers. 
uh, but she's and uh, what do you call it? She's she's someone who's not just an advocate. She's what's the word? Ah, oh, she's an enthusiast. So she's done polls. She does aerial. So she understands our, our gripes, if you will with what we have to go through when we're trying to cover all the naughty bits or if we do want to expose them, how do we do it with such flair and such pizzazz? Um, so that's what I enjoy about her. And she's a student of the craft, meaning if you need a custom piece, she's gonna, she's willing to make those changes. So when something doesn't fit right, you send it back to her and um, she'll make those appropriate changes. So that's what I do adore about her. And she has a very quick turnaround, especially when it comes to custom pieces. She wants to make sure that what you're investing in is something that you'll love and may want to frame one day or, you know, share with the masses. So that's what I really enjoy about Megan. She's a really good heart. You can just, it can be on display at the, the future pole dance museum, whenever that is erected. I know. So you hold on to those pieces and frame them. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so that's Artista yeah. Activewear, um, and that's the same website that you can go to. She'll be happy to speak with you. She's an amazing light, as I love, and she'll be at the Melee, too. Ah. I'm excited. <laughs> and we were trying to get her back on stage as well, so we're trying to get her to perform one of these good old days. Um, next up, the Artista Activewear is 123polling.com. So I just signed on as a partner with them, so I have lovely codes. Um for you to get discounts and whatnot. Um, is this an online space for those people who aren't able to always make it to the studio or don't have home studios in their own cities and respective states? So it's a way that you can find um, routines and tricks from myself, um, artists such as Brandon Grimm, Amy Hazel, Ashley Fox, um, Irina, which is uh, one of the masters of 123polling.com, is also on there, um, as well as a, a slew of individuals. Oh, Nicole the Pole is also on there. Oh, cool. And they're continuing to build uh, Lindsay Life. Um, and there's some other people yeah. in the work that I can't mention just yet. Uh-huh. But you're going to be amazed about the artists that are on this space. So you can find anything from beginning basics um, to crazy advanced work. I'm a flower or a flow movement type of individual. So you'll see some flows coming up in the next couple of months. So um, if you're interested in finding information about that, just find me out, connect with Pole Parlor. They'll throw you the information. Yeah, that's cool because like, you know, right now I live in Los Angeles and but so there's pole studios everywhere, but I've heard from so many people where they're like, there's just literally no pole studios around me or there's one and sometimes the schedule just doesn't work with me. So it's so great to have those exactly. options to, to, you know, to do the online courses. Mm-hmm. So, and to like be able to work yeah. on it you know, when there isn't studios mm-hmm. immediately available. Cool. Exactly. exactly. Um, other than that, I think the last uh, kind of ambassador that I am and a part of a team is really just Vertical Joes. Uh, I've been with them since 2010. I've been like a country cousin, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Shay and myself are, uh, are the imported members of the team. So we'll do anything from uh, we've done ski weekends and Super Bowl parties. Uh, we've hosted events together and all those type of things. So whenever you're looking at the Vertical Joe's brand, um, I'm a straight advocate. I consider uh, Joe my sensei um, and the team <laughs> my sisters and we talk all the time. So uh, whenever you're looking for a, a great group of women um, who perform on all the reins, then uh, I always encourage people to come to look at Vertical Joe's, which is a, you know, which is a happy, happy, happy group that I'm a part of. But I think, I think that's 
everybody, I feel bad if there's anyone else that I'm an ambassador for. Uh, I might just have to do another sneak peek and just kind of <laughs> throw something in there or you'll find it on the blog. Yeah, I was going to say, if there's anything else, we'll check, you know, Crystal's blog, um, post-podcast interview. Mm-hmm. It's on the Pole Parlor blog and, or we'll, and we'll put it in the show notes. But I feel like that's a good solid four. And uh, anyone who doesn't know Vertical Joes, um, we have a interview with her on the podcast from a bit ago. So definitely go back, check the archives, and you can learn more about Vertical Joe and her team. So... Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot to say, well, PoleCon, um, I mean, I've been like the host. <laughs> for, I think this might be our third year. So uh, I do want to like credit them. Yeah. And they've kept us on the team for, since year uh, three. Cool. Yeah. So now we're on year, I think, six coming up. So I've, I've been a part of that PoleCon family as well on stage. That's so cool. if you like to laugh and be on that, then definitely come and check us out. In Atlanta, in Atlanta next year. Yeah, we'll definitely mm-hmm. be talking about that on the podcast moving forward so people can stay on top of that. So now that we know what you do, let's hear about what you think. So who okay. is Crystal Belcher's pole crush? <laughs> no, it's a tough There's one. So many. It's a tough one. <sighs> um... I didn't get to speak with her, and I think because I was really crushing that day, but I just adore Olga Koda on the floor. Like, I live for her, her, like, exoticism on the floor. And uh, and to see her actually perform live was super, super dope. Um, There's this chick on Instagram. Her name is Rachel. Um, She's out of one of the Hollywood, Florida studios. um, also did work with Isis Diamond. She just moves amazingly, and I love her body. Like, for those people who feel like they can't do shit because they got a really big booty, this girl can contort her life away, and that ass is on point. Um, so I just, I love her lines. Her and Isis uh, are beautiful. I can go on, like, I crush on people, like, by minutes. So <laughs> I opened a new window. I just found a new love of life. This um, is just your September 2016 uh, pole crushes, but we're not holding right. you to it. You are definitely allowed to evolve and change. <laughs> yeah, they they keep going. Trust me, the list is, is endless. I know, and I always find people wow. on Instagram, too, and I'm like, I don't even know their name, but I stalk them slightly we or, go together <laughs> yeah that's that's how it Look. works so social media is so cool you know mm-hmm. awesome so who uh, how excuse me how would you like to see the pole community evolve over the next five years i want the doors to stay open mm-hmm. um i think that's the biggest thing if if we continue to invest in these small businesses then it's it's unfathomable where we can go. I want people to continue to be sexy, to be sensual, to be athletic, to be artistic. Mm -hmm. I want for for men and children to feel comfortable in our space as well as our audience to respect them in their own lights. I just want people to just grow and continue to make it something fantastic. We should be, um, as much as we appreciate Cirque du Soleil and, and shows like that, the pole community should be just as endeared and revered in that regard. So that's really what I want. Ultimately, is for the doors to stay open to our studios, for productions to keep happening beautifully for the artist and for the spectator, um, and then for the the audience at large to respect us and to appreciate 
um, what we as artists and performers and, and students offer to the world. Yeah, it does. It seems like, you know, um, within a pole community, this seems like such an obvious ask, you know, yeah. but truth is, you know, it's a struggle outside still. And so, you know, mm. keep on keeping on. on. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, That's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And so I think we talked about everything you have coming up. Did I miss anything that you want to tell the audience, promote anything like that? I'll put all um, your social media in the show notes. You can probably search yeah. Crystal Belcher. Um, you can search all the Crystal Belchers. Um, there are some events coming up, but they haven't been uh, set in stone just yet. But I'll put like the Chicago, I'm coming to you soon. Oh, cool. I'll be in the DMV area um, in a little bit, which I'm always there because I'm a Howardite, graduated <laughs> from Howard in D.C. So I'm always in the DMV. Um, be on the lookout for, what's our show? Oh, my God, Polesque in New York. I can't be there this cool. year because I'll be with PSO. But uh, I am one of the winners. Uh, or rather the 2012 LA winner. So they'll be having the show um, coming up soon in November. So be if you're in the Brooklyn area, go and support. That's a really dope show that I'll hopefully get to perform in pretty soon next year. We'll see how it goes. Um, other than that, like it's time to get back on the competition realm. So I'm going to be putting in my submissions really soon. Wow. And hopefully I'll be competing both in the States and outside of the country for the 2017 season. Uh, and um, if you have if you have any productions you want me to be a part of on stage <laughs> and whatnot, I can do that. I am for hire. <laughs> Reach out to yeah, Crystal if you want her. <laughs> yeah, man, that's like the whole thing. Like, keep going to these shows. You've listed probably, yeah. I mean, you've listed countless shows throughout this interview that people can go to. And don't just go with your pole friends bring like your your non-pole friends to to introduce them Everybody. and get them you know people keep putting on high caliber performances that people outside the pole yeah. community can enjoy keep bringing your non-pole friends yeah. in we're going to be taken over soon enough yes all <laughs> the places so we can get unions and stuff <laughs> <laughs> and right, insurance. yes right benefits are real (laughs) so before you sign off can you leave us with an empowering message or quote or anecdote or anything to to say goodbye to the audience to sign Um, off with i think uh as people are preparing for my competition um and just showcases with pso and whatnot i ultimately want people just to breathe uh take the time to enjoy the journey um i know we're always trying to rush to to do this and do that but ultimately you should be proud of what you're presenting um both in studio at home on stage uh if you just allow yourself to breathe you'll appreciate everything that you're doing regardless of the outcome it's it's making you a stronger individual it's making you a more beautiful person um and it's making you more humane i will just allowing yourself to be that vulnerable so you know breathe take it in and and just live good advice it's good advice (laughs) yay crystal it was so fun talking with you thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast 
and good oh, luck. Oh, glad we could do it. Yes. Yay. Yes, girl. We're, we're all going to stay up with you. We're going to be following you online, and we're so excited to see what's to come. Please, I'm so excited. Thanks, Paul Parlor. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Pole Parlor podcast. Want more? Visit poleparlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other poleaholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.